Hey everybody, welcome to episode 42 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And on this episode, we are going to be doing a preview of movies coming out in August. And I think with all of these, we're actually just going to preview ones that we are going to talk about. That's the plan. Yeah, there's a lot coming out in August. I mean, as with every month, but it's a lot of crap. Right. And so we picked the best of the crap. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we haven't really had this problem before. Usually it's pretty clear what we're going to see, and there's probably more movies that we want to see that we don't think we can get to. And, and we still we case. still try and preview them, like, oh, you know, maybe if we sneak off an extra one, whatever. But yeah, this was more like, uh, do we fill August with some more retros, or do we find something else to talk about? Because there's a lot of movies we don't want to see. August is, thank God we have a movie pass, and <laughs> also we're doing a podcast. That's the only reason why we're seeing these movies. Yeah. the only there, There's two of these I want to see. The rest I... I'm fine seeing. I wouldn't say I really want to see them. I'm fine. And then there's like a whole handful of ones where I was like, I I really don't want to go see these. I mean, maybe when they come out on Netflix or something, yeah, I'll, I'll check them out. Maybe wait to hear if something catches some buzz, then I would go see it. But yeah, it was really challenging to figure out. And so September is going to feel really good because we've already <laughs> kind of talked about what's coming out in September and we actually have movies we're looking forward to. August is going to be a bit of a grind. Yes. Yeah. So we can kick it off with uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh sounds like Winnie the Pooh. All the characters sound like they're supposed to. So I'm good with that. They don't look like they're supposed to. At least Pooh doesn't. Yeah. The, the rest of them look okay, but Pooh looks weird. <laughs> Pooh does not Pooh look looks like Pooh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> now I've got Sideshow Bob saying Napoleon blown apart in my head. Because anytime somebody makes a bad pun, that's all I hear in my head. Yeah. I don't know why they got Pooh so wrong. It's his face. He He's not yeah. round enough in his face. And even in his belly, he's not big and fat. They... It's a skinny poo. Yeah. I'm kind of opposite of fat shaming poo in this movie. It, he's, I'm skinny shaming <laughs> it's, it's like, like his, some weight. It's like his face face is small. Yeah. It, it's not proportioned right. But Tigger looks really good and mm-hmm. the other ones look good. And and they, Piglet, right. Neor, and, yeah. yeah. I think everybody is, is So they got good. the main one wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, we talked about this in a previous episode because you had Jungle Book as one of your live action remakes mm-hmm. that you, or it was one of your top five movies you've only seen once that you like. Right. And just all of the live action reboots have just been okay for me. Jungle Book, Maleficent, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. They've all just been okay. I will say I love Ewan McGregor. I have a huge soft spot for Ewan McGregor. I just don't know what I think about this movie. I don't really get what it's going after. It's clearly he's Christopher Robin, but he's grown up now. And he comes across Pooh and everybody else. And they, they, they come back. And hijinks ensue, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Like, But it doesn't really tell me anything in both trailers about what is happening. Like, is he trying to regain his youth? Are they trying to have him save the Hundred Acre Wood? I don't... I don't know. I kind of gathered the moral of the story will be they're there when he needs them for some reason. Yeah. And so something in his life is he needs them back. Yeah, I wish they would have just painted that a little bit more clearly. I I think 
people are going to see that for Winnie the Pooh and like you and you and McGregor. Yeah. And if if you like those two, you're going to go see it, whatever the plot is. I do kind of wonder if it's going to fall in like a dead zone between it's not really enough of a message for adults to understand why they would want to go see this. And I, it doesn't seem overly kid friendly. You know what I mean? Like it's kid friendly in the sense that it's got poo and animated animals, but like, doesn't feel overly directed towards kids. I, I kind of don't know who this is supposed to be for. Yeah, I think there's going to be a nostalgia thing. I mean, I I liked Winnie the Pooh, but I don't have that nostalgia feel towards him. Right. And so, I mean, I like Tigger, but again, I, it's not like, oh, let's go see Tigger, you know, yeah. and see what they did with him. And I don't, I don't have that at all with this. Wasn't yeah. there a live action Pooh movie with Domino Gleason? What am I thinking of? I know he was in Peter Rabbit, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, there, there was one, uh, which I thought was called Christopher Robin. Yeah, okay. Um, that came out a few years ago. Okay. Uh, I never saw that. We should have researched this before coming on the show, but it just now popped in my head. And I, I'm almost certain it was Domino Gleason. Okay, yeah. So there was one with Domino Gleason, and it was called Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yeah, and it, it does have, but I, I don't think the animals were stuffed i think it's probably more about i'm guessing he plays like a.a a. milney so it's probably about how Pooh came to be it's, it's probably yeah. the finding neverland right yeah and wasn't there one where the wizard of oz of how he made the wizard of oz there probably you know, was uh, yeah created it and because the file cabinet said o to z that's how he came up with oz you know you know so something like that but this yeah. one this one is actually you get Pooh and digger and all them yeah i don't know it it'll be okay did you watch both trailers I watched one trailer, okay. maybe. No, I think I've seen both. Okay. One of them has normal music that you would expect for a movie like this, and the other one turns to like modern-day pop music midway through, which is just oh. not the right feel. No, I don't think I've seen that then. Okay. If you get a chance, watch it. Because I remember watching it and be like, oh, why are we playing modern pop music for a movie that looks like it's set in the 50s and it should have like the big orchestral, like sure. make you feel something? I was like, oh, well, this is no good. And I noticed that Agent Carter's in this one, who I don't really see in anything. Yeah, she hasn't done much. Right. And I was okay with her as Agent Carter. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Sure. Haley? Haley? Haley At- Atwell. Atwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a floor and a ceiling on this one? Um, Probably floor, two and a half. Uh, ceiling, probably three. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small pretty, window. It's a pretty small window, I think. I think it really have to hit me on some emotional level to to win me over on this. Yeah. I, I just don't think it has it. I agree with that. It. I was at a floor of two and a half ceiling of about three and a half. Yeah. All right. That comes out on August 3rd. The next movie is also coming out on August 3rd, which is called Searching, which I don't know if how many people are even going to heard of this. I, I knew about it because it got played at a preview at B&B before one of the movies I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw the same. Okay, and then I I don't know if it's on a limited release on 8.3. I think it's nationwide, but essentially it's the guy from Harold and Kumar. Harold. Harold, okay, because I've never seen, I know he's in that, but right. I don't. You've never seen Harold and Kumar? No. It's going to be better in searching. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah, so if you've heard of Unfriended, which was that horror movie that all took place on like a, on Facebook, like on a Google chat. Yeah. Like on a yeah. Google chat. This is kind of in that vein, but it's a dad trying to figure out what happened to his daughter all through piecing together clues that he finds by searching the net. Like 
checking her Facebook pro- profile and then talking to her friends on Facebook and seeing what things she was posting. And the whole thing comes down to, oh, I never really knew who my daughter was. And it's supposed to be a thriller all well, done via searching the web for your daughter. And this is another one where Trailer Guy ruins it. It's they show. So we I just watched it before we came down here uh, to, to do this. And it shows her taking money from her dad shows her getting fake IDs. It shows her disappearing. And it's like, why would you give us so much? Yeah. Why couldn't we just leave it at, at him looking for his daughter and talking to her, her friends, you know, online and trying to piece it together, but don't give us so much to where you just reveal that she's not kidnapped. She's basically running away and doing something, Yeah, you know? And so it's more, he just takes it. And then he said, I don't know my daughter as well as I thought I did or, or I don't know her at all. I think that's how they left it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's you could have teased, and, and maybe the trailer for this needs to walk you that way because it, it could be misleading you. I mean, it could be that something that he finds out early in the process, but you still don't know what happens to her. It it could be. I don't. It, it doesn't. Either way, I don't think it looks interesting. I think it, it's going to get annoying to see it him all in that one room and then talking on the computer. Because that's what it feels like the whole movie is going to be is him on the computer. Yeah. So I thought that they were all in on the gimmick. But then I I think one of the trailers shows him like out actually going in to meet up with some of her alleged friends and talking to her. So I don't think he's going to be on the computer the whole time. I think that's where he starts is tries to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And then realizes that he has to use the computer to track Instead of down. the other way. Instead right. of hitting dead ends on the computer and then doing some good old-fashioned gumshoe work. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, the other way around. Okay. Uh, this is how you investigate in... In, in modern the, times. In modern times is via the web. Yeah. Because he has that realization of he doesn't know who his daughter is at the computer. Right. So, and yeah. all of his interrogations are at the computer. So. True. It doesn't look wonderful. Hopefully there's some twists and turns in there that make it worth our time. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't know. I, I've got a floor of two, ceiling of three and a half. That's fair. I think you're generous on the ceiling. Probably. But, uh, I think... Uh, I think Flora 2, yeah, I don't think it'll be unwatchable. So I yeah. think Flora 2 is good. Yeah, I mean... Ceiling 3. Again, short short window here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's one of those that any other month, there's probably no way I see this movie. But when you're stacked against some of the other August releases, yeah, I feel like this one maybe has a little bit more of a chance than some of the other stuff that's out there. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll find out. So now we get to August 10th where we actually get a couple of movies I think both you and I are interested in seeing. The first one is right. Black Klansman. Right. You have anything you want to say yeah. about Black Klansman? Yeah, yeah. This, is, uh, this is based on a true story um, about the first cop, the first black cop in Colorado. Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. And uh, he goes undercover. He doesn't go undercover. He calls the KKK and pretends he's white and somehow infiltrates that way yeah he talks to david duke on the phone is what they show in the trailer he basically starts to find out how to get into the kkk by using white guy voice like you said yeah and he he can't do that obviously because he's black and so they have adam driver be him as not how i'm trying to say yeah it's, it's tough to explain. Adam trying to be him yes you know in real life or at the clan meeting right and so basically Adam Driver, again, there's two people making one persona. Right. 
which makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So once you have that one phone call with, uh, you know, him doing the white guy voice, but then once you meet Adam driver, why wouldn't you just have Adam driver be the guy on the phone? Yeah. And maybe they address that. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense to have a disconnect of having two people be the same guy. Yeah. However that goes, it, it does look like an interesting movie. It's just that that's kind of my, my yeah. takeaway. I think it, it looks like a pretty good cast. It definitely looks like, I think, the best movie that will come out of August. Yeah. But Which Spike Lee movies can be very, very hit and miss. And this one feels quite mainstream it feels, for Spike Lee. It feels very different than any other Spike Lee movie. Yeah. yeah it's it, like it's right. having fun. And Spike Lee movies... He does not have fun. Right. I mean, that's not really fair. I mean, I guess he kind of has fun, but they are... He may, but the movies aren't. Yeah. They're, they're not... They're intended to have messages, not really necessarily be fun. And this one feels like it's him having fun. It look, I mean, it looks genuinely funny in some yeah, no, instances. I, I agree. And, and again, with Adam Driver, start he's growing on me. I'm not a yeah a, as big of a fan as you are. Uh, my wife loves him from Girls. Girls, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it's a. Uh, I think I think it'd be good. Yeah, I like the '70s vibe to it. The music was adding a lot. The styles were adding a lot to it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting movie. It's funny that it's the second movie of the summer to feature black guys using white guy voices. White guy voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely interesting summer so far for that. But th- I'm guessing this one will be a little bit more digestible than Sorry to Bother You. I, I think this has a much better shot at being, yeah, without getting too much in this. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this will be better. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at, at what, what you have here. So you said you I think ha- this will be a ceiling of? Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. It's got that right potential combo of good actors unique story from what i can see from the trailer it's got a cool vibe it could definitely hit four and a half and ceiling means like i you know you crush it and it's probably going to be a four and a half i I don't know given what i know about it that i could think of getting to a five but four and a half sounds right and then floor of three i i think that's probably about right yeah um i'm not too far off uh i put a a ceiling of a four and then a floor of a two and a half of you know is is average. Yeah. Um, so we're just downshifted by half star. Yeah. So I, th- I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I think it'll closer land to three, three and a half just based on the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they hooked me from the first one that I saw. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a watchable movie. Yeah. Excited for that one. So again, I think uh, my early call for the best, best one of August is, is this one. Yeah. Which is not going out <laughs> on a limb by any means. Which could be the worst in every other month. Yeah. yeah. That's a fair statement. Yeah. So the other movie coming out August 10th is The Meg. The Meg. Yeah. Megalodon. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing the trailer for this. <laughs> I didn't even have to rewatch the trailer for this movie to prepare because it's almost before every single movie or and it's on TV. It's on TV. Too. A lot yeah. Too, yeah. So if you don't know what The Meg is, it's basically an ensemble cast, which I will put in gigantic air quotes <laughs> of like Statham and rain Wilson and a bunch of other is B actors to mean. I don't think, uh, Jason Statham is a B actor yet. He's definitely well on his way. Yeah. I, his um, career has been surprisingly going down for a long said time. Rain Wilson and nobody knows Dwight it, that is Schrute. Dwight Schrute from <laughs> yeah. the office. Yes. Dwight Schrute. And yeah. all it really is, is a big giant. I mean, it's Jaws, Deep Blue Sheet, whatever, whatever you want to say 
but the shark is a megalodon, so it's prehistoric and gigantic, like five times. I don't even know. I'm making up a number. Five times the size. And the trailer makes up a number, too, because it changes size during the trailer, depending <laughs> on what perspective it's we're looking growing. at. Yeah, it's like biting an entire undersea station in one scene. And the next scene, when you see the fin and stuff, it's like, oh, it looks like a great white shark. What's the big deal? And then when they show it like sw- going under swimmers and stuff, it's back to being like you know 20 stories long. It's Yeah, it... Uh... It, the underwater station is straight from Jaws three. Oh, totally. And then uh, him and his little that like, like I think we see saw the end scene. I hope that wasn't the end scene, but it looks like when Jason Statham's yeah talk, talking trash to the megalodon. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the music in the Christopher Robin. The music in the second half of this is terrible. Yeah. You throw in what, Frank Sinatra? No, Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Yeah, is Beyond that... the Sea. The, oh, the, the Finding Nemo song. Yeah. It's. Like, you just ruin the whole feel of your trailer. Yeah. Like, now you're making fun of yourself. But would have been fine if they had done that through the whole trailer. Yeah, but this movie, you're supposed to be, okay, new generation to make you scared of the water. Basically right. what Jaws did for us. You know, and so I'm like, okay, I can get on board. You're trying to do that. And then you throw, you throw in that music, and it's like, now it's just like... Oh, it's just a hokey little, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, but I don't think they were ever going for Jaws. Because Jaws is, by all accounts, a horror slash monster movie. And, and you this, think that's what this is? No, they give the vibe of a disaster action movie. You know, because they, they got to go, I don't know, just everything like Statham and the way it's shot. And they're playing it more of the action stuff. Like nothing about the trailer makes it seem scary or menacing except for that opening shot where the little girl's there and it bites it. But like everything else is just, well, and then they, they have a scene where the giant squid attacks the bubble. Yeah. And that one. Okay. Yeah. It bites it. So so I kind of felt like it was going for that. Yeah. You're right. Those first, those are like the first two. But then it starts to transition into like a little bit of humor and Statham talking shit to the shark and that. And then you end, it's like it progressively gets further and further away from scarier. Yeah, scarier. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just becomes a joke. I think it would have been better if you had done what every other trailer in the world does now and played like some slow, creepy version of Beyond the Sea. There you go. But when you play like the actual Beyond the Sea song and everybody associates that with Finding Nemo, it's just, that's a bizarre choice. It just, like, I kind of get what they were going for, but I just think it, no. Have you seen Shark Attack 3 Megalodon, the old sci fi? Or it's not, I don't think it was on, I always saw it on sci fi, but I think it's. I've seen the box. Okay. It's one of the worst movies ever made. And like, if you go, if you go on YouTube, there are some hilarious like lines from there that are so bad and they're not even remotely kid appropriate. But I, the last shot in the trailer where it shows the shark coming up from the water and coming like under the boat or whatever is a direct nod to that series because that's how basically the effects that they did in that movie was they would have like people floating on a raft and they would take a real shot of a great white shark, a normal sized great white shark, right? Mm-hmm. Coming up out of the water to bite like something. And then they just special effect really bad the 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 raft going into the normal sized <laughs> shark's mouth. So they basically tried to make a normal sized great white shark. Be a megalodon. Be a megalodon. <laughs> it, it's, it's horrendously bad. It, it's definitely one that you should watch from a so bad it's good. To me, so I still have... Statham at a higher level in my mind. As I mentioned, he wasn't a B actor yet, but if you look at his filmography, he's he's almost there. 
Um, it's a long time since Snatch and Lockstock. And Lock, yeah, and even even the transporter was on his way up into the action Number one. super start. Yeah, but then uh, now you have like the bank job and a bunch of these straight to DVD movies and. Yeah, and let's face it, if you're in the Expendables, you're... But see, that was almost a a upward trajectory for him. Well, right, but what does that tell you? If Expendables is an upward trajectory, well, where you're well, in with was... Randy Couture and Terry Crews and Dolph... At least he was the lead. He wasn't a an Expendable in the Expendables. <laughs> sure. But you, you, I kind of wondered the first time, I was like, is this his Snakes on a Plane? Yeah, you know, and so it's like, is this his? I read it and like, well, sure, you know, well, why not? Yeah, that type of thing. And I only like it because it's megalodon, you know. Right. And and are we going to have fun with this? Like Samuel Jackson and Snakes on a Plane, they wanted to change the name uh, of the movie, and he said, no, the only reason I did this is because it's called Snakes on a Plane. You change it, you lose me. And I kind of feel like that is jason in this for some reason like it's it's like he knows it's below him i'm not sure but but then when i when i look at what he's been doing lately it it's like well maybe it is it's going to theaters he strikes me as the kind of guy that takes every movie way too seriously he he (laughs) thinks every movie that he's in is going to be the best movie i don't know maybe that's just because that's how his like persona is on screen but it makes me think that yeah I'm going to watch the Meg with that in mind. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see how he... I bet he overacts in it. Did you see Homefront? No. he. That's one with uh, James Franco, right? The, is James, yeah. He's the bad guy? Yeah. I, yeah. I saw it, but I don't remember it at all. <laughs> right. It's for apparently very forgettable. Right. But I was hoping you would remind me of, of that movie. No, I have yeah. not seen that. So... Okay, what do you think Meg's going <laughs> to come in? Um, so I had a floor of one and a half. It could probably go lower. Um, I had a ceiling of three if I'm rating it as a good movie, but I have it as a five as a potentially badly good movie. So a negative five? Sure. So it, yeah. It parabola it, back up to it five? It could be so horrendously awful that I'm laughing the whole time and I love every second of it and give it a five. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah, and I can't say the Meg without thinking of Family Guy. Yeah, um, and more so the the Star Wars episodes that they have, where they always have Meg as the, the off creature. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's the Sarlacc pit, you know. Yeah. So, and so I think, like, I just picture her as the shark. You know, every time we say the Meg, I'm anyway. sure they just called it that because they didn't want anybody trying to pronounce Megalodon. The, Meg, the kids say Megalodon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my my floor, I think I think you're right. I mean that that's one and a half. Yeah, it, it could be so bad mm-hmm. that we want to leave, leave and leave early, but finish it. I'll finish it at a one and a half. The uh, ceiling. <laughs> there's no way it's there in a three. You're right. Yeah, I mean, no. There's, there's no way. I, mean, I would be shocked I, if it's and, better and, than a three. It's totally tongue in cheek. And I, I, I can't imagine that I will have Sharknado fun in this. No, because Sharknado, I saw when it first released before it had all the hubbub. Like, I can't believe this is this is happening right now, and it's funny because it's so ridiculous. I don't think this can get there, right? And now that there's like nine Sharknados, it's lost its funny. Uh, it lost its funny after the first one. Well, the first one was funny, and then, after the first one, yeah. But it's a, uh, I just don't, I don't see this being uh, comically. Yeah, I don't either. I'm holding out hope. I mean, that's my only hope is that it's comic, you know, so bad it's good. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Right. Meg.
All right. So last up for us in August, and actually on the last day of August, the 31st, is Ken. I've seen this trailer so much. I've only seen it twice. Oh, God. I've seen it so much. So you're uh, excited for it? No. <laughs> it doesn't look good to me at all. I really don't have any interest in seeing this. I know it's about a kid who has Dennis Quaid as an adopted dad, I assume, maybe not an adopted dad. I can't figure it out. I can't feel, figure the family structure out because it's, he's got, there's Dennis Quaid, he's got an older white son who's been in jail, and then a younger black son. So I, I don't right. know, either he switched wives at some point, something happened, I'm not quite sure what's happening. All I do know is that the youngest son finds an alien gun in a warehouse and then... Or from the future. Or from the future. Some kind of futuristic alien gun and helps get his brother out of trouble because his brother owes money to a deadbeat James Franco. So that's all I got. It doesn't... I don't know. It's not doing anything for me. I think the alien slash future cops had some pretty good potential. One did a little commando roll over a, yeah, a cop car. Yeah, your bar is set so low. <laughs> and they rolled over the head of a car, which every crappy action movie has done since like the late no, 70s. No, they usually slide across. This is a commando roll uh, across the top. And I'm like, I, I think that there's going to be some cool scenes in here. All, and all those guys are is like in leather-clad in a biker helmet. biker helmets. Yeah, yep. it's not like you even which saw Which makes cool me aliens. think that they're from the future and not aliens. I don't know but, where this is going. Well, the... Uh, the best thing this movie has going for is Dennis Quaid, who... who <laughs> Your Dennis Quaid obsession is getting to be too much. I, I like the guy, and I think he needs to be in more stuff. And probably well, This not, is not helping. This this probably is not and going to And neither did help. A Dog's Purpose. I've not seen that, but I I'm have. sure it was touching. Yeah. And I'm sure he did an excellent job in it. But... Right. Uh, Give me yeah. Randy Quaid any day of the week. <laughs> Those two couldn't be further apart. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. <laughs> ridiculous uh but no i think uh i think this has potential i think it's it, it could be a two um i think the max is a three and a half yeah we're close i said max ceiling of three and a half but floor of one and a half yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting i wonder what kind of twist they're going to put on it is kind of what i'm interested in i'm actually what i'm fearful of is that there's not really a twist it's meant for kids and it's going to be pretty straightforward with not really anything that's going to be exactly what it's laid out to be that these are either aliens or whatever and he has to give the you, gun back you think and, it's made for kids uh i think it's i should say young adults because i felt like the gang related part was a little harsh for was older than the kid with the gun yeah i i didn't mean i kids has a very short sure. range i would say like 10 to 14 young adult you think even like ten? Because yeah, again, I I thought that the the brother in the the whatever he's tied up in and and all that was older. Now yeah. I think it brings it down with the the kid with the gun because he's younger. Right, he's what twelve? Sure, okay, maybe whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, um, so it felt older than the kid with the gun to me. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of thinking there's something else going on. But could be, but I. I'm sure it's just rated PG-13, right? Yeah, but then again, Transformers, the latest Transformers, <laughs> yeah. drops ridiculous amounts of of cuss words and 
yeah in innuendos and unnecessary so i don't know what that bar is anymore <laughs> of what pg-13 and, and r is right and i just i just don't get it i guess if you don't drop an f-bomb or you only drop one f-bomb you can still be yeah i think there actually is like very specific yeah, rules like I, that i think you get one but i don't know <laughs> you know transformers is geared towards kids yeah and that shouldn't be in there and if this is geared towards kids i don't know why they would do that but i guess at the very least you could have the motorcycle guys just take their gun gun back and leave at the end and we never get to see who they are or where they come possibly from. and that would be very disappointing yeah i think that is the best part of this movie is the reveal of who they are and, <laughs> and it'll it'll live and die on that yeah we'll have to we'll have to hold you to that one but yeah. I, I tend to agree because there's nothing else about it looks interesting except for dennis quaid no dennis quaid is who, very uninteresting who, who really looked like he was only in like the first six minutes of the movie yeah well, because it looks like the brothers are the ones that go on their little quest or Adventure. journey or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the movies that we plan on covering in August. I'm sure there's, well, I know there's a lot of other ones. Maybe we'll get around to seeing some other ones, but I, this is going to be it for the podcast episodes for sure. We're not we're not going to be releasing any more <laughs> August <laughs> movies. And, and le- unless there's one that just jumps out, you know, and just surprises the world, which I, I didn't see. Yeah, if that if that happened, yeah, we would have to gladly sub one out. Yeah, we have to sub one out or bump in a special episode somewhere. Yeah, but this is what the calendar is looking like for us for August. So, so we'll see you in September. Yeah, yeah, which (laughs) September's looking good. So if you can make it through August, then uh, we'll meet you there. But like usual, uh, email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail dot com if you have any comments. You can find us on Facebook where a lot of the conversation's happening and definitely go out to one of the podcast stores and leave us a rating and a review. We'll catch you next time.